You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. Hey guys, Stefania here. Do you ever feel like you're carrying around extra weight that doesn't feel like it's yours? Do you ever wake up in the morning with puffy eyes or a swollen face thinking, that's not me in the mirror? Okay, same. So much of this I've learned is caused by inflammation in our bodies. It comes from our lifestyle and all the things that come with living in the modern world. The solve to all of this for me has been Sakara. I absolutely love their meal programs. They have the most delicious plant-based meals that are easy, delicious, detoxifying, and they also have a more hardcore level two detox, which is my personal favorite. This program really works. It's changed my body, my skin, my mental clarity. I've gotten so many friends and family onto this program. Even my mom and dad are super into it. If you want to check it out, Sakara is offering a 20% off discount for the Vera community with code XOVERA at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's code XOVERA. You can find the link in the episode show notes. Use code XOVERA for 20% off your first order from Sakara. And reach out to me if you have any questions. So this week we're talking about navigating uncertainty and there's certainly a lot of that right now. Yes. And when you're in it, it can feel really scary and difficult to navigate. So we're sharing our stories on how we've been faced with quite a bit of uncertainty in the past, how the situation turned out, and what we do now when we're faced with these feelings. We talk about how the universe is truly rigged in our favor and looking back, it always aligns and why everything, even the really uncomfortable things happened. And we talk about how to build up trust in the moment so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Yeah. I feel like this idea came from us also talking about this question. Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? What do you think? I do. I believe that it does. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of free will, but I feel like we're so guided and supported and all of the signs lead us to where we're supposed to be going. And I think the hardest moments really accelerate our growth and get us there. And they happen for a reason. I was actually listening to a podcast with Shaman Durek yesterday, and I haven't listened to him in a while. 
but he was saying like, thank God that I was an alcoholic and I was into drugs and I was beaten and I had really hard moments in my life because now I serve so many people and I can really understand from a non-judgmental space what people are going through. And that really resonated with me when I look back at the hard times. I think, wow, I'm so glad because I actually can now understand what people might be going through. Yeah. I definitely agree that the hardest, lowest, awful moments of our lives are the ones where we grow the most. It kind of lays the groundwork for us becoming a better version of ourselves. And if we look at our work and our lives as being in service, which I know that's something that we talk about a lot, no matter what you do and thinking about it, like, how am I serving, making this world better? You expand how you're able to do that and who you're able to relate to. And I Definitely, definitely agree with that. One of the things that I have even found this past year, because I've definitely had some tough times this past year, and this year has had some ups and downs for me, I've found that in those days or weeks or moments when I am feeling lower or more melancholy, I can connect much better with others. So I actually noticed that, like with some of my coaching clients, I've actually had some of the best breakthrough sessions with people during those periods. For some reason, I feel like I'm able to connect with like someone else's humanity more when I'm feeling really raw myself. Mm. Yeah, I felt that as well. And I think it's because you really understand not exactly what they're going through, but you understand that feeling, that emotion that they're experiencing in that moment. So you, you have that so much more compassion. Yeah. You can connect with your own intuition more, I think, in those moments. And I think in that way, it helps you read someone else better, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like using your emotions. Like if you're sad, use it. Like use it to connect with other people. Use it to accelerate your own growth. Anger is another example. I feel like when I'm angry, I'm like, okay, it like launches me to do something that I wouldn't have done if I wasn't angry. Well, so I was thinking about this question myself too and how I think about, do I believe that everything happens for a reason? And I think that my answer is aligned, but a little bit of a different take than how you described it. I think about it less as though everything is written in the stars and, you know, fate and all of these things. And I don't know if that's really what you meant, but I don't think about it as though, you know, everything is predetermined and this is your path and plan necessarily. I feel like the things that happen, I think that you have a broader, bigger kind of mission for your life. And I think that everything that happens for a reason for me means more that when you're getting off that path, that is your highest path, that is the path where you're feeling the best, contributing the most, feeling good, things happen to push you back onto it. So it's less as though like this is your life unfolding, everything is meant to be, and more about you're in the driver's seat of living your highest kind of best life. And things happen for a reason in that if you are getting off track too much with really what is right for you, then the things happen to push you back onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's not necessarily predetermined in that these are the specific events that happen. It's more, these are the types of events that might have to happen if you get off track or if you are 
needing to evolve or grow in a certain way, then these are the types of things that can happen. But it's not like it can only be this or it can only be this person. Do you know what your explanation just reminded me of? One of my favorite quotes from our podcast, episode 16 (laughs) of Srimati, where she talks about how you are not the events that happen to you. What matters is not the events that happen to you. What matters is your perspective of those events because that Mm. is yours and that is in your control. And I felt like you kind of took on some of that energy when you were just explaining that right now. Oh, that's a compliment. I like (laughs) the highest compliment in this forum. (laughs) Okay. Before we get into sharing our stories lately, it's been feeling like more and more of us are feeling like there's just a lot going on. There's a lot happening and a lot to deal with. Last week, we asked you guys on Instagram, what kind of offering from us would serve you the most right now? And according to our poll, the one that you voted for most was doing a mind-body nervous system calming workshop with a physical aspect. We're putting together an amazing session for you coming very soon to do this together and to come together in community. We'll be sending out more information on the details. And if you want to be notified earlier, click the link in our show notes and subscribe to our email list so you can get access and more information earlier for this free limited workshop. It's going to be amazing. So typically, Catherine and I work one-on-one with our coaching clients and we do closed group workshops with companies. But lately, we've been feeling really, really called to extend what we do to this community and bring more offerings to you. So this is going to be an opportunity for us to have some fun, learn, grow, come together and feel better. And this session is going to be totally free, our offering to you. Let's get back to our conversation. So we thought about some stories, some of the things that have happened in our lives that has helped us to know that even in uncertainty, we can have trust and that we do believe in this idea that the universe is rigged in our favor. And how do you put that in context? Kat, do you want to share first? Yeah. So when I was reflecting back on this, I was thinking of a really uncertain time of my life. And it was when I decided that I was moving to Australia. And I know that, Stefania, you remember this time very vividly because yes. I was talking about it all the time and I was anxious about it. Because we were we had lived together for five years and you were moving out of the apartment and that was very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> so it was around the time that I decided I was moving to Australia and I was having all of these really vivid nightmares about the people that I was meeting, just being so far away, all of these fears and worries that were clearly present during the day, but I was, you know, distracting myself, but they would really really come out at night in the form of nightmares. Yeah. Well, that was in your subconscious. Yeah. It was in my subconscious and I was really scared and worried about it. And I was moving by myself. I didn't know anyone. I did have a job to go to, which definitely helps, but just not having, you know, a community or friendships yet. So all of this like anxiety was really due to the uncertainty of not knowing what the experience would actually be like and like, what would happen? Like, can I do this? why am I even doing this? And all these questions. So it was really about for me too, the control that I didn't feel like I had over the situation because I had never been to Australia. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what the office is like. I don't know anything. So it's like that lack of control that really caused a lot of that anxiety too. And like, I just remember 
leaving our apartment in New York and all of our friends were there and it was snowing and I got in the taxi to leave and was hysterically crying. And I just remember the <laughs> snowstorm and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I making this move? What is going on? Like, this is stupid. And I just couldn't stop crying. And it was just a, a weird time. But when I actually got to Australia, there were a lot of tough moments and tough experiences, but what actually happened wasn't even close to the nightmares, to all of the fears and anxieties that I was feeling beforehand. It was like, absolutely fine. Like it was almost like, don't worry, you got this. Like you can handle this. You're already here. You're doing it. So I think that that is just a lesson for me as I look back. And, you know, it's one experience that there's a lot of even worse things that people go through, like financially losing their jobs that cause a significant amount of anxiety that could be even worse than moving to a new country. But it's just that example of like all of these things I made up in my head weren't real and they were all an illusion and fear is just an illusion. And if I had just told myself, it's going to be okay, you've got this, nothing is going to happen that you can't handle then I think that experience beforehand would have been a lot easier on me. So now, like when I think about all the, like there's a lot of uncertainty in my life right now. And when I think about that, I always look back at those experiences, whether it's moving to Australia or taking a job that I wasn't sure that was going to be right for me, anything. I, I think back to those experiences and just remind myself it always works out. And if it doesn't work out, then it's going to be the biggest growth and lesson that's going to take you to something else. And just like continuously telling myself that in the moment, because I think that's when it's really hard is when you're actually in it. Yeah. And I think it's not that it even doesn't ever work out. It's sometimes if it doesn't work out, what it, that really means is it still works out. It just looks different than what you imagined it to look like. Exactly. Tony Robbins talks about the six core human needs and it's interesting because one of them is certainty, but then another one is uncertainty. Yeah. So humans actually need both of those in order to feel like their needs are being met. So with certainty, it is like I now when things are really uncertain in my life, I think about what are the things that I can make certain in my life? Like doing the same ritual every day or having the same workout every week, you know, little things that can create some sort of certainty in my life. And then what are the things that maybe I can leave a little bit more room in for uncertainty and for spontaneity? Like, okay, I don't really know what's going to happen in six months from now, but how can I make that more exciting and reframe that a bit? Because we need both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you said a few minutes ago, you know, fear isn't real. It's, you said something like the fear is a projection. And I believe that. And I think that one of the things that always helps me go back to my center and feel better when I'm experiencing fear or a lot of discomfort or something in that realm is always going back to listening to my intuition. So if you really like listen to your gut intuition, it will tell you what things to put more attention on versus others. And I think sometimes that kind of fear or anxiety that come with some of these things are a manifestation of maybe not listening to our own intuition in terms of how to approach something. I certainly feel that when I have anxiety, I go back to, wait, what is my gut telling me? And that always guides me to a calmer place. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just trusting yourself too and trusting that you're always going to be okay no matter what. And also God, but you're always supported. Yeah. One of the things we talk about in human design is that fear is the negative use of your intuition. So for everyone listening to this now, I would encourage you to think about, for me, when I think about where I have my fears, where I have my apprehensions or anxieties, how am I negatively using or going against my own intuition? Because it's different for everyone, but that was something that really hit home for me. Mm -hmm. It's like when you know what to do and, and you're not, kind of listening. And I think that whenever anyone is going through something that feels scary and new, like your move and this whole experience, grounding yourself and reminding yourself that when you're doing something scary and you're jumping off that cliff, you are growing so much and you're evolving into a higher state of being a more evolved human that can interact and connect with people so much differently. And that's always going to benefit you. Yeah. Sometimes when you do jump off that cliff and you are growing, it can almost, I don't know if you felt this before, but it can almost feel like a regression because like for me, I feel like I'm so outside of my comfort zone and I have to like, I have to remind myself again, like trust yourself, listen to your intuition, all of that, that came a lot easier when I was just in a comfortable scenario in my life, but it can sometimes feel like a regression when you're actually accelerating. Yeah, I think that's probably because we just want to hang back on to what felt most comfortable for us to get some level of comfort and support. And I think that's probably what happens. That's definitely happened to me before. Yeah. Do you want to share your story? I want to hear. Yes. Actually, I don't think you and I have really talked about this story a ton, probably like back in the day. But as we were thinking about this topic, we didn't talk about this ahead of time. There was a very specific story that came up for me that I just called to share. So in the context of navigating uncertainty and trust and that the universe is rigged in your favor, I've already shared on this podcast a lot of things that I've moved through in terms of jumping off a cliff with starting a new career, leaving a safe corporate job, and a lot of the work stuff and, and the moves too. But I thought that because I've shared so much about that, and you can hear that on previous podcasts, I wanted to go back to something that happened in my life a lot earlier and was very, very formative for me in every next step that I would take after that. I grew up in a small town in upstate New York, and I've talked about this many times. I had a very comfortable, very easy upbringing, high school, all of that was very easy and fun for me. And I had a very nice time. I was comfortable. I had my friends before I was going away to college. So when I first went away to school, I went to New York and I went to FIT, to the Fashion Institute of Technology. I didn't end up staying there and finishing there, but I did move there when I was 18 years old from my small town and was pursuing my dreams. And I was led on different paths beyond that, but it was a big deal for me. And I was leaving these friends that I had so much fun with and loved and we had this great group. So shortly before, and, and part of those friendships and that kind of connection to those people made it more difficult for me to be away and want to leave. But I wanted to go and I, and I did go. Shortly before I went away to college, 
I really solidified my friendships with my best friend at the time, one of my best friends at the time. It was a best friend for that time of life. And another friend that I was close with and that I was always very skeptical of, but she was fun. And I don't know if anyone listening has a friend like that, especially from when you're young and when you're a teenager or when you're young, early 20s, where you have a friend that's around that you don't really fully trust. You don't really know if they're a good person, but they're fun. So you just keep them around. So Kat, you're nodding. So that was the situation. I had this friend that was like a sister to me. And then this other friend that was close with us because the two of them had gotten close. I also had my boyfriend that I was leaving who I had been with for all of my high school. And we were very close and he was close with my family. And it was, that was my crew at home. I was so sad to leave. And when I went away, I was excited, but it was hard because I broke up with my boyfriend and it was very devastating for me because you know how it is at that age. It was devastating for me to be back at school in New York because we were broken up and I was very upset. So I was trying to lean on my two girlfriends that I was very close with to be there for me and support me during this period of time where I was really upset. And I noticed that they were kind of distancing themselves from me. And I kind of was ignoring that maybe this was a sign of something, but it was not comfortable. And it made me feel really uncomfortable at school. And I ended up going home for a long weekend to see them feel more comfortable. I went and visited my ex-boyfriend. That was a big dramatic thing. And at that trip, I thought, hmm, maybe I'm just going to stay home and come back into this friend group and revert back to everything that I was living before and just do that easy life. Well, on that trip, I went to my boyfriend's house and we had broken up like a week before. And I found one of my good friends, the one who I was skeptical of, her socks were in his bed. (laughs) So we all know what that means. I won't spell it out, but her socks were in his bed and I confronted him. I confronted her about it. And without going into all the details, I was treated very badly by my friends. They weren't remorseful. They kind of took his side and try to cover it up, but kind of still wanted me to know something happened. It was a very, very traumatic and challenging moment for me where I said, wow, these friends who I thought were my closest friends and my boyfriend all betrayed me. And that was my big betrayal, my first big betrayal of life. And that experience really pushed me to go forward, make new friends, and get out of that comfort zone of that easy potential risk of being someone that is in the category of the people who peaked in high school kind of category because it's comfortable and I get it. And I was really thinking about like going home and going back before that. But when that happened, I was so pushed to start a new fresh start with new friends and new dreams and new ambitions and a new life and new energy. And even though I was so devastated at that time by the betrayal, it set my life 
in a course of action that never would have happened if that didn't happen to me. I wouldn't have stayed on my path of making all new friends and staying in New York for a while and going on my study abroad trip and meeting you and meeting so many other friends that are my closest best friends and sisters and having the career that I've had and doing what I'm doing now if that event was different or didn't happen. And so I know that I was 18 years old and I was so young and it's different, but I say that because everyone has a story like that and everyone has something really challenging or hard or maybe where they feel like they've had betrayal and it is there to push you on the path that is your highest path and you are meant to be on it. It means you're meant for more and you're meant to do more and grow and expand out of that. And so when I think about, is the universe rigged in our favor and does everything happen for a reason? That is the story that came to mind for me that I wanted to share. Yeah. I mean, for an 18 year old to go through that, that must've been so painful, first of all. And it all aligns when you look back. And that's why I also believe that the universe is rigged in your favor. And that if that never happened, then you wouldn't have been catapulted into all of these other things. But it's still like those pains of betrayal and friends and a boyfriend at the same time. I mean, the universe is probably like, all right, we need to get out, get this girl out of here. We have to pull all the strings. <laughs> like That is really painful. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is such a perfect example. And it's so, I, I think about that sometimes too. It's like, if you didn't make that one step, all of these other things wouldn't have happened. Like yeah. if, you know, if you didn't leave, then you wouldn't have studied abroad in Italy and then you wouldn't have met all of us and we wouldn't have lived in New York. Like, you know, it's just, it's yeah. so crazy how one thing can impact all of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if anyone is feeling low or that they're going through something, or maybe they're even going through something with another person in their life, please, please know that it is catapulting you forward and it is pushing you forward to be your next version of yourself, to be the next level of yourself. And it is such a gift and you will get through it. You will get Mm -hmm. through the things that feel like you cannot get through them. I love this Glennon Doyle quote, we've talked about it before, where she says, everything I thought I couldn't handle, I kept on handling. And and that is you and you can do that and you will do that. Mm -hmm. And the universe, you'll never be given anything that you can't handle. Yeah. That helps me too. And I feel overwhelmed. I always say there's, I can handle this. There's nothing that would be handed to me that I won't handle Yeah, or that I can't handle. So I think if we want to leave it on a couple of things that are helpful in terms of how do we put ourselves at ease, how do we support ourselves, or what steps or tools do we use when we're feeling uncertainty, when we're doubting that everything is rigged in our favor, I think that could be helpful and I can start. What I'll say is that one of the most helpful tactical things that you can do, ask for help from the people that you trust and that care about you. Sometimes when we're going through something, it's really hard to say, I'm having a really hard time right now, or my mental health is not good right now. Here's where I think I need help. Or even just sharing, here's how I'm feeling. Can you listen? And doing that with yourself too. I actually do that with myself sometimes where I'll sit 
and I'll kind of ask myself for things. And it's a way of connecting with my intuition too. So ask for help, ask for support and share what you're going through with the people that you trust. That's something I learned from my therapist a long time ago, that when you share what you're going through, it really, really helps. Yeah. And you can feel that lift and the lightness when you just share what's going on. And it can be scary sometimes if you're not comfortable doing it or you're not as used to being vulnerable. But when you do it, it just feels like it's all lifting off and it's amazing. And I think the only thing I would add to that, I've talked about this certainty a little bit, but when you are faced with a lot of uncertainty, just think about what are some small things that you can do that will create some certainty in your life, whether it's, I I know that this is happening. I know that on Friday, I'm going to be doing this, or I know that every day I'm going to meditate and have this ritual. Just that really does help just create a little bit of knowing when everything else seems like, you know, a little bit more uncertain or you don't know what's going on. The other thing that I find, and I've talked about this so many times, but the other thing that I really find helpful with anxiety in particular is journaling it out. I find so much relief after I journal what is going on and I end up solving my own problems as well. When I'm writing, I like, I just get downloads. I feel a lot of clarity. It's not for everyone, but for me, that method really works. Yeah. And just free write. It doesn't have to be anything specific. All right. Well, shall we leave it there? Yeah, we shall. All right. Well, hope this has helped you to know that you're not alone If you want to share your stories with us, we love hearing them. You can always share them with us on Instagram at Vera Life. You can share them on our page or DM us. You can always email us at Vera at VeraLife.com. And until next time, I'm Stefania Romeo. And I'm Catherine Griffiths. We'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.